following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Wednesday broadcast heard all across the state from the Upper Peninsula. Houghton Hancock, Calumet, God's Country is Copper Country, AM 920 and 107.3 WMPL. They can also hear us in the Holland area on WHTC along the lakeshore. We originate from our flagship station studios with 96.1 The Game and GR. Superfly Hayes, our producer, Jeff Risden. In studio for one final segment today, talking Lions. A lot going on from the Combine last week to the NFL QB carousel. And where's Rodgers going? Where's Lamar Jackson going? And also the Lions and free agency that begins on Monday. Jeff, we touched on it a little bit. So if a week from now uh, you join me again in studio, uh, what do you think are their first moves? I think they're going to be bringing back a couple of players and – that could happen before then, but I do think that Jamal Williams is going to be out there in free agency, and I, th- I think he's going to realize pretty quickly that he wants to be back in Detroit, that the, the grass might not be that much greener elsewhere. Um, sometimes the grass is greener because it's over a septic tank. you got to remember that sometimes. I love that. So Williams comes back. DJ is going to be gone. I think DJ right? Shark is going to be gone. They're going to get a – you mentioned, uh, I think it was last hour, hour number one – that you think they'll quickly grab a veteran backup, yes. uh, a quality backup for golf. Yeah, a quarterback of some repute, whether it's Andy You're Dalton early in free agency. Yeah, yeah, I think Rush, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they, I think they want to get that done so they can get that guy in, so he can understand what what Ben Johnson's offensive system's like. That he can that he can be there for the rookie minicamp that's coming up to help work the rookies out and things like that. I, I think that's that that's that's. That seems like a big priority for them. Let's nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. And and other moves now when they go to new names uh, that will be coming in uh, beyond a backup QB. Uh, I know we mentioned, hey, what if they find that uh, big name corner? That could affect if they go corner with six in the first round in the NFL draft. What other yeah. Big splashes, if any, do you see early in free agency next week for the Lions? I don't think they're going to be in that first wave of like we're going to we're getting this, these top names here. Like I know people talk about uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the safety out of Philadelphia. He's he's not going to be back in Philadelphia. He tweeted that out earlier today, sort of thanking the city um, and not thanking the team. Uh, that's a good way to get out of Philly. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think they're going to be spending that much money. If they are, it's going to be on the cornerback. It's, whether it's a guy like Jamel Dean out of the bucket from the Buccaneers, uh, James Bradbury, uh, th- those that's probably the biggest names that you're going to see ever connected to Detroit. And and again, they might not even be paying that much. They might go into the next tier down of cornerbacks, but uh, they are certainly going to be looking for that. Like th- one of the things that we gathered from talking to the coaches, both on and off the record in Indianapolis. They know that they need to get a little bit older on defense, where they need and more of a leadership component. You know, Michael Brockers, he he just couldn't play anymore, but they still really valued his contributions in the locker room. He's gone now. 
They don't have a defensive player. I, th- I think the oldest defensive player that's under contract is 28 years old. Uh, so they're they're in need of that. Remember when they brought Rasheen Mathis in as a, a veteran cornerback and he gave them one really good year and then one not so good year. James Ahedebo, the safety, did the same thing. One really good year, one not so good year. They need that guy, and they know they need that guy. Is Akuda done in Detroit? He's gonna be. He, he has a. He has to prove himself. So they have to. They have to choose by May first whether they want to pick up his fifth year option or not. I wouldn't expect them to pick up that option. That would guarantee him like eleven point five million or something like that for the twenty twenty four season. God, that seems a lot for that. That's dude. a lot of money for him. Now he can be that good, and they're going to give him a chance to be that good. But he's got to earn it. Uh, the way he he was he was that guy at the beginning of last season, early on. After he got the concussion, missed a couple of games, came back, also had another ankle injury. There's a couple of things that go on with that. First off, he keeps getting hurt. Secondly, he doesn't. He came back and he wasn't the same guy. He wasn't as effective as he was before it. So there, he'll be around. He will compete, but they need somebody else to be more reliant on. They can't depend on that in the long term. Where you can get that with your first round pick or a free agent that you're going to sign for three years, four years. Is Kaminsky coming back? That's actually the one that I I hope they get that done before free agency even starts. He can sign now if he wants to. I don't. I'm I'm honestly surprised that he hasn't signed back. Is yet. that a sign that other teams may be showing interest via his agent? Right. I would I would think so. Either that or maybe the Lions just aren't that keen on keeping him. And I I can't figure out why they wouldn't be. But again, if they want to get truly better at the edge position, then maybe you do let him go because you're paying a lot of guys like. One of the things that we gathered, again, on and off the record in Indianapolis, they really, really like Josh Paschal. Like, he was their second-round pick last year. He didn't play a lot of the year. Didn't so have if you got Paschal, you got Hutch, you start to do they, the math they, on linemen, right, who, they, who they, stays, right? They, yeah, they have James Houston. They have Romeo Aquara and Charles Harris, both under contract, at least today. They're projected to take an edge rusher right. at 6 or 18, right? Right, and if, if they do that, there's not really room for Kaminsky. Um, there, there really isn't room for that, that other... Again, the way that they talk about Josh Paschal is the way that fans talk about getting Tyree Wilson or even Will Anderson. Like, they really, really, really like that guy. Um, probably more than the average fan could comprehend or process. Like, they see him as an above-average NFL starter next year. So they're not they're not going to be looking that hard to be now. Now, if a Will Anderson falls to him, if they fall in love with Tyree Wilson, they're not going to hesitate to take him. I don't think they're. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just the way that they feel internally about the guys that they've got and the youth that they've got. That, that that's a tough sell for me. Yeah, because I'm looking at uh, is a you know the free agent linebacker. I know we talked about Wagner. Uh, you know, picking up a veteran. Wagner would be wonderful if you can get him for a one year deal that's affordable. Uh, but you wonder again so with competition out there, our guys, and the same thing with Jamal Williams. Are there going to be teams giving three year deals where you get more guaranteed money and, right. and they'll take it because they know they're on the backside of their careers? Yeah, this this is probably Bobby Wagner's last contract, so he's going to have to make it maximize that. And he's he's not he's not dumb. And and by the way, if you're a fan, don't fault players for going for the money. No, no one does because you really can't do that. And if you like, people are like, "Oh, Jamal will come back because he wants to." You know, he likes it here so much that he'll take less money. I, as much as I love Jamal Williams and and I think he's an integral part of the team, I really hope he wouldn't take less money to come back to Detroit. For from his standpoint, like 
Go get your money, man. <laughs> Go do it. All right. So when we're looking at <laughs> positions of need, we agree backup quarterback, whether it's free agency, re-signing what you have, or the upcoming draft. So yeah. quarterback, backup QB taken care of yeah. uh, in free agency. Yeah. Uh, what, what, backup a backup offensive lineman, right? Yeah. Somebody and they need right guard, right? They also need their sixth that that backup offensive tackle. Matt Nelson is kind of stagnated. Remember, this is a team they. So is that free agency or draft? That's probably draft. That that's a guy that you can draft a little bit later. Um, I, I, unless you're getting a guy that's like really on the cheap that you know didn't play well elsewhere in a sort of a reclamation project. They do use their sixth lineman a lot. It's their de facto black, blocking tight end. They used it on 11% of their play. They used the sixth lineman on 11% of their offensive plays last year. That's higher than any other team. It is a role that they do use. And they need somebody better at it than Matt Nelson. Or they put a tackle in and let Panay be the guy that runs around. Up. Yeah, so, and we mentioned That'd linebacker. Uh, depth at defensive line, it may already be in-house. Yeah. And the edge rusher you're going to get at, at six, more than likely. Whether, yeah, six or what, 18. Oh, but there, there's also there's, there's some guys that they've looked at later on. Um, uh, a name that you need to know in, in, in draft parlance, he's FAU, is Felix Anudike Uzoma out of Kansas State. Um, so th- we'll, we'll go back to the combine real fast. When Dan Campbell spoke at the podium last Wednesday afternoon, one of the things that he said was, we've interviewed 35, 30 to 35 guys already, and there's four people that I've made a check next to that, that could play for me that I'm interested in. Have it on pretty good information that FAU is one of those players. Now, he's a guy that's going to be – you have, probably have to take him with your first, second-round pick. But he's a guy as an edge rusher who can play the run on the way to the pass – uh, that, that would make some sense. I This is just my guess, but I think Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin is another one. A defensive tackle, he would certainly be in that draft range as well if you're looking for that. Um, so well, now, now back to free agency. If if Alex Anzalone leaves at linebacker, he's got to be replaced, and that's not going to be as easy as... Is that Wagner's spot? That, if that, that, would, that would be Wagner's spot. That would be... Uh, Anthony Walker out of Cleveland is a guy that, that's got some background that, that fits. There are there are some other guys out there uh, that that you know lower level. They're, they're not gonna they're never gonna break the bank for a linebacker. It's got to be the right fit. It's just it's the least important position on their defense, and they've made that very clear. Uh, again, both on and off the record, they they make it very clear. Linebacker is their position of least emphasis on defense. Doesn't mean that they're gonna go you know and just play league minimum guys. But if you're looking for them to go out and, and sign you know, the, the, or draft at six, it's not going to happen. It just isn't. That's just not how anybody in this regime rolls. But if they can get a Bobby Wagner for one year, $6 million at the tail end, yeah, they'll take that. And that wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Um, he's he's going to have other suitors, though. He's, he's still really good. What is interesting is how transparent all their needs are. It is. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there are a lot of surprises awaiting in free agency or the NFL draft, unless yeah. the, the Stroud thing. If he would fall to six, or one of those big name quarterbacks are there, yeah. would Holmes and Campbell, who aren't thinking their jobs are on the line and they're not right now, would they take that as their QB of the future and ride out golf the next two years? Right, and, and that's the big question. And we don't. We do not know that answer. They have given. They have talked out of every side of every mouth on that subject. Where if you don't want them to do that, you've got sound bites that reinforce your position that they they're not going to do it. If you want them to do that, you've got the same. They have said enough that you can, you can say yes. This is what they said. They're going to do it. Like they they've done that. They've done that masterfully. 
That, by the way, is the influence of John Dorsey in the front office. John Dorsey, I covered him when he was the GM in Cleveland. He is the master of setting it up ambiguously. He can go in any direction, and you can point back and like, oh, he did say this, um, whether it was for or against it. Like You've, you've got that, and, and he's also very good at giving out fake information. He is the canary trap guy. This is something my, my co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, Chris, talks about all the time. He lays the canary traps. He'll tell one thing to one reporter, one thing to another reporter, one thing to another reporter. None of them might be true. He's just wanting to see like where the leaks are and who the, who the information. John Dorsey is a master. Cleveland media got paranoid when John Dorsey was there. And uh, I, I actually have warned my, my Detroit colleagues about that a little bit. And, and uh, one, one of the, the more prominent beat writers got back to me like two weeks later. He's like, yeah, I see it. Thanks for that. Heads up. Well, he has, so, so be careful about that. One thing I'll say about Dorsey and his experience as GM with Cleveland, he has been in the shadows uh, with the Lions, which I think is a good thing. Yes, he is. Right? He, he's very active, um, I will say. Behind the scenes. Yeah, right? oh, behind the scenes. He's, he's very involved. And uh, he, he is... He's not making the decisions, but he is certainly a sounding board that Brad Holmes and Ray Agnew, the assistant GM, respect very much and lean on very much. And Chris Spielman's in that conversation, too. Yeah, and Spielman also, again, uh, it, this has been really about Sheila Hamp, Brad Holmes, and Dan Campbell. And then Goff's, yeah. Goff's been the face of the franchise with Aiden and Hutch uh, emerging, and they, they're they doing it the right way. And that's really why we're are. comfortable. And I, I again, as we break down the needs for free agency that starts on Monday or who you're going to re-sign and not re-sign from the Lions roster this past season to the draft, you are in a comfortable position in all areas. Yeah. Even you, if you, you really lose are. out, if you lose out on Wagner, okay, it doesn't derail you moving forward as a team. Right. You're going to have other options. You can draft a guy like Trenton Simpson or um, my guy Dion Henley out of Washington State as a linebacker in the second round. And are they Bobby Wagner? No. Are they close enough? Maybe. Maybe for how, how you use your linebackers, they, they absolutely could be. Um, I, I'm gonna. You're going to hear it a lot from me uh, as we go close to the draft. I'm a big Dion Henley fan. He is the best coverage linebacker in this, this draft, and he can do more than that, too. He's also another guy who... Uh, I don't know if the Lions had interviewed him by that point, but he would certainly fit the checkbox for uh, for Dan Campbell as a guy that fits the culture, the mentality, the kneecap biting. That That's Diane Henley. Um, the kneecap biting. Yeah. Uh, the dog. Yeah, 100%. The, the, the right fit, the culture off that 8-2 and two finish. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Risden, he's getting set for double duty today. The Detroit Lions podcast tonight at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Also on YouTube uh, you can search Michigan Sports Network and the Huge Show, and you can check out our fourth anniversary video broadcast from yesterday from the Collaborative Lab in Comstock Park. An unbelievable sound and video stage production facility, something you normally would see in Hollywood, Chicago, or in New York. You can find out more if you're a business, small or big, a team, a school, uh, a band, uh, anything where you want that huge, big look. Uh, go to collaborativelab.com. That's collaborativelab.com. Risden, good stuff today in studio, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me in. I appreciate you bringing me back in and uh, being back in Michigan for a while here. Yeah, and you'll after, be on, after a week in Indianapolis, I was ready to be home. And you'll be on that Detroit Lions podcast tonight. We'll do it tonight. We also have a free agency preview coming Sunday. 
I uh, don't know the time on that yet, but uh, check that out too. Yeah, easiest gonna... way, just subscribe and follow the Detroit Lions podcast. There you go. Like and subscribe. Uh, on the Michigan Sports Network uh, on YouTube. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thanks. All right, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N. And that Detroit Lions podcast happens every week tonight live at 8 p.m. Search for it on YouTube. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan Wolverines concluded their 2022-23 regular season with two highly contested road games. The first at Illinois, which was a four-point double overtime loss to the Illini, followed up by a two-point heartbreaker at Assembly Hall once again in overtime against Indiana. Two golden opportunities for the Wolverines to solidify themselves in the upcoming NCAA tournament and two opportunities squandered by the Maize and Blue. The loss at Indiana cost them the number two seed in the upcoming Big Ten tournament and now they find themselves sitting as the eighth seed. Many believe Michigan is on the outside looking in, not even as the first four out, which makes tomorrow's game at noon against Rutgers basically an elimination game if they want to make it to the NCAA tournament. And if they can get that victory, they will then seed number one Purdue on Friday. It's March. You know what that means. Survive in advance. The name of the game. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Hey Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. The Ultimate Sports Show Grand Rapids is back March 9 through 12. Over four football fields of fishing tackle, fishing boats, fishing trips, and hunting gear all inside the Boss Place. Shop two acres of the newest tackle from Michigan dealers who know Michigan waters and game fish. With traveling special debates only available here once a year. Book the trip of a lifetime at lodges, fly-ins, charters, and resorts. Meet the guides and lodge owners at the show. It's a fishing boat supermarket. Get the best boat prices of the year from dealers who special in rigging them right. Free fishing and hunting seminars from the pros and guides on five stages. See Lake Ultimate with fast boats floating right on the lake. Plus rock climb and trout pond for the kids and the hog trough. A truck-sized aquarium filled with game fish. And the lumberjacks are back. See them climbing, chopping, and log rolling on Lake Ultimate. It's all at the Ultimate Sports Show this Thursday through Sunday at DeVos Place. Downtown Grand Rapids. Sportsmen never miss it. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 
We are into segment number two on this Wednesday broadcast on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Now, yesterday had our fourth anniversary on the Michigan Sports Network video broadcast on YouTube and statewide radio broadcast. Uh, you may have heard my conversation with John Beeline about Michigan basketball and the Pistons. And if you missed it, here is the huge replay from yesterday at the Collab Lab. John, uh, welcome to our fourth anniversary show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're here in the Collaborative Lab, west side of the state. Uh, John currently uh, helping out the Pistons, a legendary uh, coach at all levels, a good man on and off the air, and thanks for stopping by. Th- thanks, Hughes. It's always good to be on your show, and uh, especially to comm- comm- commemorate this anniversary. So uh, and it's, this anniversary is happening in March. Uh, college coaches live for March. We've watched Juwan Howard in Michigan last two games on the road at Assembly Hall uh, in Champaign-Urbana. They could have finished second in the Big Ten. They battled. They fought. Uh, you can see the difference March basketball brings to a college team. What do you remember uh, through all the marches when you were a head coach? Yeah. Uh, these, are, these are the favorite this is what I, is my favorite time of the year and what I remember so much uh, as I look all the way back to, you know, Canisius making the tournament in uh, 1996. Uh, uh, it's just it's a magical time and there's something about spring and you wake up and the birds are chirping and the sun sets a little bit later and you're playing in the postseason. And especially when you go into a, it, your tournament, because there's so much unknown, you just go in and you don't know whether you're you pack, you pack bags for five, four or five days, but you might be going home in one. So it's really a, an intriguing time. It's special, and anybody, any really, absolutely anything can happen uh, over these next four or five days in every tournament in the country. Yeah, Big Ten tournament uh, this weekend and also Selection Sunday. Michigan, I think they have some work to do. I believe the quality losses at Illinois and Indiana will uh, be a plus come Selection Sunday. But beat Rutgers, I I think they still have a shot. Beat Rutgers and Purdue, uh, they're in uh, the pressure to win on the kids, on the coaches when it comes to March Madness and the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournaments. What's that like? It's it's pretty intense, but I think they'll take a read. Uh, all the teams will take a read from their coaches. And, you know, I used to be so stressed out, but I fa- I faked it like crazy, going the best that I could going into these tournaments, especially when we were a bubble team, and and that that happened over a few, more than a few times between even West Virginia, we were a bubble team uh, a few times or one time, and then uh, there, a couple of times at Michigan as well. So you just go in, but then when you get into a mindset, Bill, that hey, the turn this is the tournament, and let's just go. We we prepared all year for this. Uh, that's I think that's what helped us have any success we had is that coming from a Canisius and Richmond where you had to win it, going to this to a situation where being a power conference that you you were I always felt we were pretty prepared for this time of the year, and let's just play. John, how about your plane sliding off the runway in Ypsilanti and your team goes on that unbelievable run? I, I, I get goosebumps. I will say yeah. I'm pretty neutral. I got goosebumps when I had Izzo uh, on the show, and I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, going back and talking with you after it 
and not knowing what's happening as that plane yeah. uh, isn't getting lift. Uh, you're wondering if you're going to live. And the way your team yeah. responded, the way the coaches responded, one of the best things I've ever saw in March Madness. Well, it, Bill, I, I really thought when we met with the team, we, we went back. There was no power anywhere in Ann Arbor because it was such a bad, windy day. And um, we, when we went back and met with the team, I didn't think we were making that trip the next day. You know, we, we said, you know, the bus going to leave at 7. We play at 12. And uh, if you guys are on that bus, we'll go play the game. And, and uh, we'll catch the flight and play the game. But I really thought maybe, you know, that was enough. We'll take our chances. We were in position to be in the bubble. But then for to go and just scratch out the scouting report and then just go play the best basketball we played uh, in a in since probably 14 it was the best basketball Michigan had played. Uh, it was just, it, it was something I'll always remember. And certainly one of my favorite moments of all time of going through those five days and four games in Washington, D.C. And playing in your practice uniforms after the plane <laughs> crash. And, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can have a light moment about it now, but it really, I think, changed a lot of people on that uh, plane. And it showed your leadership, something I really admire about you. Uh, on and off the court, your leadership. Uh, you now have transitioned to the Pistons. We'll get that uh, conversation going in a moment. But your thoughts on this Michigan team in the Big Ten tournament and what they need to do to hear their name on Sunday and make it to the NCAA tournament? I, I try to turn everything into a positive uh, that I possibly can. But I, knowing my teams of the past, the ones that had like really tough losses – uh, in in February and March, ones that were right there. We certainly have had some were right there. Uh, usually you learn these bits from them, and you're really good at, at, in March when it really counts. You'll learn things from the Indiana, from the Illinois game, that all of a sudden you're going to be in a similar situation in the tournament, and the team's going to respond from it. And, and that's the way you have to really coach the whole season. But they forget about a December game where things went awry, and now it's, you're in a situation similar to that in the tournament. But they will remember, you know, what happened in the last uh, in this last month where they had great wins, amazing wins, and uh, and then you know all. But they also had some tough losses. So hopefully, it's it's going to be the fertilizer they need right now to grow and then move forward in this tournament. They can win this tournament, I think, with the exception maybe of Minnesota. I mean, everybody can make a run, and who knows what Minnesota will do tomorrow, but I think they can make any team can make a run like we did back in 17 where, where we were not a high seed. We were a good team, but not a high seed. Tell you what, John, I know you're working with the Pistons, but you just use the phrase fertilizer to grow. I think you're headed towards March Madness as a color commentator. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, fertilizer kind of fits the show. Bill Simonson, BS on Sports. Uh, before I let you go, I do want to talk about your role with the Pistons, uh, the move back to the NBA after your experience as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. What's it been like uh, inside uh, the practice facility, team playing, working with the Pistons? It, you know, being an assistant coach has been very different for me, and I've just tried to grab that role and be a – try to be the best I can in that role. And we've, we've been in those two years, we've been through so many different things, especially with injuries and a young team. So I see growth all the time. 
but when, when you're you're trying to grow, but you're playing against Damon Lillard one night, you know, and, or you're playing playing against Donovan Mitchell another night, uh, it is hard. It's 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 hard to see that development that we end up seeing. So um, I, I like the role that I have. I try to do as much as I can. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in position right now uh, to, you know, finish down the stretch, learn as much as we can from every game, and then go forward with, a, you know, a, a really young roster that's gained valuable experience during these last two years where we didn't win a lot, but we, we certainly made – we developed in a lot of areas. John, I appreciate your time here on our fourth anniversary show. Four years with Marty Boer and the Michigan Sports Network team from the Collaborative Lab. When you see this video, now we're live across 19 stations in Michigan uh, right now. But when you see this video, you will say to yourself, I never realized how good looking Bill Simonson really is. I'll wait and see that. Well, you all, I almost that. left you speechless on that one, Johnny. Okay. Uh, Bill, you know, I've loved being on your show for all these years. And uh, I, God willing, I hope I have many more years that we can talk about a lot of things because I really, I enjoyed it despite the stress when I was coaching or even now I enjoy every minute that we can talk. So thanks for the opportunity. Congratulations on this great run with your show. And, John, uh, we will play golf in northern Michigan this year. My good friend, Raul, yes, uh, will join me in CC, and we'll get a foursome going. Okay, buddy? That would be great. All, All right. right. Have Take a good care. day. Yeah. Take care, man. Man, I love that guy, John Beeline. Miss him a lot at the University of Michigan, helping the Pistons uh, try and get back. Still some work to do there. Now, on Wednesdays, we always have our True Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police in a moment. Uh, we'll talk to Reverend Markel Hutchins, who's trying to bring together communities. But yesterday, at our anniversary taping at the Collab Lab, I had a chance to talk with the man in charge of the North Muskegon Police Department. We are back uh, off air uh, doing our interviews with our great clients, partners, friends of the HUGE show in the Michigan Sports Network here from the Collaborative Lab in Comstock Park. Now, Chief Ed Viverette, you heard me mention him uh, in my opening, uh, he is the chief of police for North Muskegon. I've come to know uh, Chief Viverette and other great men and women in law enforcement through Tim Wheeler and the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police and their partnership uh, with the huge show on our Wednesday 545 True Blue presentation where we showcase the great things happening uh, in law enforcement in the state of Michigan and also help with almost 4,000 jobs open in law enforcement and Chief Ed, man, good to see you again. Glad to be here. Man, do you hear me mention you with Herman Moore? How cool is that? That's too, that's too nice, too nice. I'm going to have to pay you for that later. You are, oh, trust me, you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> so uh, we'll get to the lines in a moment, but uh, you, you've been on all sides of law enforcement in terms of working east side, west side. Yes. Uh, the commitment, uh, those who choose to serve and protect our communities. Uh, talk about what it means to be a police officer, let alone the chief of police in North Muskegon? Well, first of all, it's a great honor to be a police officer, but it is a challenging job. And that's one of the things that I think people need to know how much a commitment it is from you're just not a police officer Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You're a police officer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, from working from the east side of the uh, state of Michigan, working for the Michigan State Police, to being now where I'm at, it's like um, I've grown up a little bit and the chief of police over there and it's the west side is the best side. So I'm loving it being a chief. It's an honor and a privilege to be a chief in that community. 
Yeah, West Side is the best side. West Side is the best side. I like that. You need a T-shirt in North Mesquite. I, I will make one. You will with the police. Yeah. West Side is the best side. That's right. Uh, I just want 52% of uh, <laughs> what you make off of it. Uh, for someone that will hear this, because we're doing it in front of the audience here during our local breaks, but it also will air uh, on the huge show across Michigan on the Michigan Sports Network. I mentioned something that was shocking when I was at the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police annual convention in downtown GR. There are almost 4,000 openings in law enforcement in America. In the state of Michigan. Oh, excuse me, the state of Michigan, yes. the state of Michigan. I don't want to, yeah, 4,000 in Michigan. Yes. Let alone what uh, the country has to offer, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You could be anywhere from a small town um, city police officer to a tribal police to a county sheriff to the Michigan State Police um, from um, above the Mackinac Bridge all the way down to uh, Monroe County. There's openings any place you want to take this great career. So what's the easiest way? If somebody uh, sees this, they're listening to it, uh, and they want to uh, move into law enforcement, a man or woman who wants to serve and protect, what's the easiest way to become part of a law enforcement agency in Michigan? So the easiest way is to go to the MCOL's website, the Michigan um, um, MCOL's uh, website, which uh, talks about um, the standards to be a police officer, and they list every job, not every job, but most jobs that's out there. Or you can just go to your local police department, because I guarantee you, your local police department is hiring. Yeah, and just stop in, right? Check the local, local county, city, state, state website, right? Yeah. And go to and Michigan State Police. Just has Google great. it, probably just, pretty simple, right? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Lions prediction. You heard me talking to Herman Moore. I mentioned you uh, in my opening uh, segment. Uh, you're a huge Lions fan, wearing Lions gear right now. Just letting you know. I know. 24-7. Stafford's not there. Golf's a man. We both agree with that, right? We both agree with that. All right. Now you heard Herman. I, I believe if they can get home field advantage twice in the next five years, they're going to a Super Bowl. How are you feeling about the Lions' future? Wow, that's a big, big... Uh, well, you, you, you're saying that like wild, like you want to put handcuffs on me. Or yeah, right? I'm trying to call, uh, pull you back Wow, that's bit. too big? I think it's too big. Why? That's saying the Lions are going to go not only to one, but two Super Bowls? I mean, they got a good track record. I, I would stretch to say maybe one. You remember, I've been a Lions season ticket holder for about 20 years, and I went to Green Bay when they were... Uh, Oh, and 16, I didn't believe that then, but I was in Green Bay when they lost there. So, so you, you were going to um, be there tempered. for the only win, right? I was going to be there for the only win, so I'm a little tempted. And I heard the story that you walked from north of Muskegon across the ice to go to that game. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Man, thanks but, for stopping by. Thank you, Pat. Chief Everett, North Muskegon uh, Police Department. Good man. Uh, thank you so much, Chief. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks man. for having me. All right. I appreciate you. Chief Everett joining us uh, here on The Huge Show. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. There are a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. There are also a lot of reasons why some people would never want to be anything other than a cop. It's not 9 to 5, no two days are ever the same, it isn't safe, and it is never easy. So... Which one are you? Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and find out. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. Imagine this. 
Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Get more for your money at Meyer. Right now, mix or match over a thousand items and pay just one dollar each when you buy seven of items like extra large avocados, select varieties of Campbell's condensed soup, and select Body Armor Super Drink. Plus, it's double points week. Earn two times the points for every dollar you spend through Emperor's. No clip necessary. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Excludes fuel. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Time for another True Blue segment on The Huge Show across Michigan with our friends from the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And we're having the president and chief executive officer of the Congregation One Precinct, One COP initiative, join us, the Reverend Markel Hutchins. He's a visionary behind Movement Forward Incorporated. And like I mentioned, the One Congregation, One Precinct. Markel, welcome to the show. It's good to be with you, sir. All right, so let's talk about that One COP initiative for people listening for the first time here on the True Blue segment on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, what is your vision and mission? Well, the vision of our body of work, both with the One Cop or One Congregation, One Precinct initiative and our signature initiative, National Faith and Blue Weekend, is to leverage the power and the influence of faith-based and other community organizations to join them together with law enforcement to help bridge, build bridges between folks in local communities, the residents across Michigan and across America, and the law enforcement officers that protect and serve those communities. Over the last several years, we have seen an unprecedented degree of strain and stress between law enforcement and folks in the various communities across this country. So we're taking the body of work that we have and really force multiplying community engagement and community outreach from law enforcement agencies. Police departments and sheriff's offices from one side of America to the other recognize that there needs to be some innovation, there needs to be some reinvigoration in law enforcement. Lord knows we need more people to choose careers in law enforcement, but police departments and sheriff's offices can't do it by themselves. They need people in communities to stand with them when they when they uh, uh, are trying to do good for our communities. And that's what our body of work is all about, both at the One Cop Initiative and Faith and Blue Weekend. Yeah, the Reverend Markel Hutchins, uh, the visionary and the man behind Movement Forward, incorporated in the One Congregation, One Precinct, One Cop Initiative, a renowned activist, uh, professional speaker, businessman, and a guy who just wants to bring everybody together. What, what is the biggest hurdle uh, for finding that bridge to bring law enforcement and people together? What do you think needs to be done? The only thing that I think that inhibits uh, folks from really figuring out a pathway forward and actually coming up with solutions in local communities is people's unwillingness to sit together and reason together 
Because when we sit together and, and converse together, we find that no matter where we're from, no matter what our politics or our perspective or our religion or our race or ideology overall, what unites us together is much stronger and much more plentiful than what divides us. What has inhibited progress around policing, particularly in the aftermath of law enforcement-involved tragedies like Tyree Nichols in Memphis and George Floyd in Minneapolis and other places, is we too often have folks standing in their individual corners yelling and screaming messages about our lives matter or our lives matter instead of coming together and sitting together and reasoning together. The number one inhibitor to progress around these issues is a lack of willingness to sit together and converse together. And I uh, am firmly committed to building spaces and creating uh, apparatuses for people and communities to sit with their law enforcement professionals. Are mistakes made? Absolutely. And, And I am convinced that nobody wants these mistakes to happen less frequently than law enforcement. Police officers and sheriff's deputies across this country are committed to really building these bridges, but we have to make sure that communities also have the appetite that is necessary to create the kind of change that we all want to see. The Reverend Markel Hutchins, uh, he is a man behind Movement Forward, can't do it alone. That's why he needs the communities, the people, and local law enforcement to all work together, and that's what the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, they're attempting to do, bring peace to all of our communities across Michigan, the One Congregation, One Precinct, One Cop Initiative. You can find out more at RevMarkel.com. That's R-E-V-M-A-R-K-E-L.com. He's a voice for the voiceless, and also uh, he follows Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s call to make a career of humanity. And the Reverend, I appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Anything I can help with your initiative and bringing people together, let me know. Thank you so much, sir. You know, I uh, I congratulate the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. You know, the, the 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 law enforcement leaders in Michigan and across America again recognize that there needs to be some innovation, there needs to be some changes and transformations, but they can't do it by themselves. They need the community, and through our body of work with National Faith and Blue Weekend, the One Cop Initiative, and Movement Forward. Uh, overall, we try to offer a pathway for folks to work collaboratively with our law enforcement professionals. And I can tell you, the folks at the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police are top-notch. The executive director, the executive board are very committed to engaging with the communities across Michigan. And I just hope that the people in the communities are as eager to work with police as police are to work with them. Uh, You said the, the Faith in Blue Weekend. When is that? National Faith in Blue Weekend is the second weekend in October. Uh, it is widely uh, celebrated across the state of Michigan. It has become, in the three years that, since we created it, it's become the largest police community outreach project in American history, not for religious purposes, but there are more faith-based organizations in Michigan than any other type of community group. And each one of those churches, synagogues, mosques, temples, other faith-based organizations are an ideal resource to connect communities and their law enforcement officers. So that's what we do. We're very proud of our partnership with both the Michigan Chiefs and the Michigan Sheriffs. It's, it's, it's an effort like all of our work to unite us together because there is no limit 
build to the good that we can do or the change that we can create if we have the courage and capacity to sit together and reason together. And that's what Faith in Blue is all about. That's what the One Cop Initiative is all about. That's what the Michigan Chiefs are all about. And, Bill, that's what you're all about. Thank you. Hey, man, I agree with you. The Reverend uh, Markel Hutchins, the One Cop Initiative. Uh, yeah, the Faith in Blue weekend in October and also their partnership with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. You can find out more about what Reverend Markel uh, was telling everybody across the state, R-E-V-M-A-R-K-E-L.com. Thank you so much for the conversation and your time, and good luck with the initiative. And again, anything I can do to help, let me know. Thank you, sir. All right, the Reverend Markel Hutchins joining us on our True Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police every Wednesday right around this time. As I've mentioned this week and during our anniversary celebration yesterday, and talking with Chief Ed Viverette from North Muskegon Police. Nearly 4,000 law enforcement openings right now across the state of Michigan. So if you're a man or woman interested in a career in law enforcement and feel the need to protect and serve, uh, stop by your local law enforcement agency, fill out an application, Google your local law enforcement agency uh, online, and state police and your county websites and your city websites you want to step up and serve and protect like the great men and women do all across Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.